Welcome to Elements of Community, a podcast about discovering and exploring the elements of community. I am Lucas Root, and each week we talk with a community leader about what makes their community thrive and bring value to both the leaders and the members. Join me as we unpack the magic of the elements of community. Today we have Mitchell Levy. Um, Mitchell, can you tell us what the CPOP, the community point of pleasure, is for your community? Remember, it's community point of possibilities. And it's humans that want to be seen as credible. Mm. I want to be seen as credible. I know you do. Um. Is there a, do you have a name for this community? <laughs> Credibility Nation. <laughs> I love it. And tell me a little bit more about that. You know, I, I ended up interviewing 500 thought leaders on credibility between uh, 2019 and 2020. I did it originally, Lucas, because I wanted to, I wanted to actually be quote unquote credible by interviewing 500 people on what is credibility and I have a book. Hmm. What ended up happening, and this was my new insight, my new purpose in life came about 95% of the way done with the interviews. What ended up happening is recognizing that 98% of those people I interviewed could not cleanly, quickly articulate their purpose. 98%, even sometimes uh, having spent 15 or 30 minutes trying to interview their purpose, 98% of people go through life being born, they live and they die without ever actually realizing their purpose. And what I realized is... Hold on. So the average person knows 200 people. And what you're telling me is that of the 200 people that, that Joe Average knows all of his family, all of his friends, of those 200 people, only four of those entire 200 people can clearly articulate their own purpose. Uh, Thank you for putting that into very plain English. Yes. Whoa. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) and, and to be clear, I mean, this is ab- this is absolutely changing, but but the average person was probably raised by a stay-at-home mom, probably. This is changing. But that means of those 200 people, one of them was their mom, and probably their mom's purpose was clearly articulate, right? Raise a happy, healthy family. Um, my guess is, so the Joe Average then only knows three other people other than his mom. You know, it's a great question. I, I mean, it's a, I, I love that th- that point of view mm. because if let's just talk about moms for a second. Mm-hmm. The if you said to to mom, "Hey, what's your purpose?" They wouldn't be able to say it as cleanly, and if they said it, they wouldn't feel necessarily as comfortable saying it because 
society doesn't look at stay-at-home moms in a positive way, even though that is the the mainstay. They're so, uh, given the, the, the world and view that you have, the ability for mom and more, more particular grandma to focus on community and home and health and success and how you show up in the world is so oh, powerful. Yeah, grandma. So mom may actually be able to know what their purpose is, but mom also typically wouldn't be someone who could articulate it. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, they so we'll it, put it, they can't articulate it. What they know it. How many people right. know their, really know it like a mom, even if they can't articulate it. Yeah. I don't know if I, Another I wasn't clearly, I wasn't clearly looking at, those numbers all right well i took you off on a tangent and this was fun right? but, but that's okay no it's a great tangent and i i'll definitely lucas i'll definitely give that some thought because what would happen is let's let's do it in a different way mm. when i do the interviews and i help people unwrap who they are oftentimes somewhere between 10 to 20 minutes i've helped them articulate your question, the CPOP, that customer point of possibilities. Hmm. Now, when we did that with you, the first one we did was one that was good, but didn't last for a long time, right? So we're just not taught to be thinking about clearly articulating and focusing on who it is that we serve and what possibilities we bring to them. Hmm. I agree, because um, just to fill that in a little bit, our our first process was actually a two hour long process, not a 20 minute process. It, what ended up happening with you, which I loved, is you were so far from being ready, we couldn't actually do our first interview together. Mm -hmm. And so the reason on. why, Describing my, and I was absolutely a little bit scattered at the time, but, but describing myself, I'm a, I'm a, a focused, um, goal oriented, hardworking entrepreneur who owns his own business, actually several. And I'm describing myself four years ago when we did this interview and I still was not able to clearly articulate my purpose. It took, it took us two. it took me two hours of work with you the the person who pioneered this process i'm going to say i am better now because i've spent more time and it's possible that we would have got there quicker mm -hmm. but not my guess is probably still not 15 20 minutes we probably needed at least an hour because for you, Lucas, you were so ingrained in some of the marketing cookie cutter approaches to life mm -hmm. that we needed to we needed to throw those out first in order for you to truly see yourself. Yeah. And and it goes back to you saying people are not trained to think about themselves in this way and in the in the in the space that they fill in the world and, and having their purpose out in front. By the way, it, it's so cool because it changes everything. And we'll say it another way. It's so simple. It seems like it shouldn't work, but it does. It does. It does. Um, all right. So back to your community. We, I've, dere I've derailed you twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this makes it more fun. It makes me feel more comfortable. So thank yeah. you. Um, 
So you were telling me you, you interviewed 500 thought leaders, 98% um, of them can't clearly articulate their purpose. Um, how did this lead to a community? Ah, <laughs> thank you, because I completely was somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so there was what I happen to be have a superpower in is clarity. And that is when I really listened to who somebody is, I could feel, I could hear and feel their energy of what they get excited about and come back to them with three, four, five words, certainly less than 10 words where we've articulated their CPOP. Mm. Now in the community space, it's the community point of possibilities in the customer or the, the human space, it's the customer point of possibilities. Mm -hmm. And what I'm going to say, Lucas, is for a period of time during the interviews, I let my ego get big because, hey, I could I could help do something for somebody in such a short period of time. And even, Lucas, the fact that you took longer, that didn't that didn't bother me. I just we just needed that. Right. We together needed that that bonding time together. And I, I let my ego. Oh, oh, I don't either. We're, we're here today. Yeah. The. The interesting part is, is I was letting my ego go, Hey, I'm really good at this. Hmm. And what, what changed for me and what caused the community to come out is when I realized that what I was doing is teachable. If what I'm doing is teachable and that is wearing your purpose on your sleeve and being able to articulate it in 10 words or less. And there's many other elements associated with that as well. What else have we been taught wrong about? And clearly what it comes down to is things that we've already made assumptions about and stated. So I'll say it right now. We need to be walking around with our purpose on our sleeve and letting people see us. Vulnerability, warts, issues, and all. Hmm. And when we can live that way, we have more people get attracted to us, more people see us. And so when I realized we were taught wrong, we were taught the opposite of how we should be behaving. That's when the when Credibility Nation was birthed. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so you now you have Credibility Nation. It's a community of people who are trying to build their purpose or trying to get good at being purpose forward. Ah, good question. Well, so I have Credibility Nation. We also have the book called Credibility Nation, which which talks about the research we've done. Uh -huh. uh, there's also a TED talk called we're losing our humanity and I'm tired of watching it happen. Mm. And ultimately, so I think originally Lucas, to answer your question, Credibility Nation was born as a opportunity for people who really want to be seen as credible to both understand what it is and to be able to surround themselves with others who want to also be credible. Mm-hmm. And that's where credibility initially was born. And the TEDx, which was, uh, you know, this is the 28th most popular in 2021. That TEDx is popular because deep down, we know we need to be more credible to each other. But what happens many times is we, we cut the line, we cut the queue. Somebody in front of us drops a $20 bill. We pick it up and put it in our pocket. Like we, there are just things that we do. We do it because we either can get away with it or, or, or we've been taught that that's what we should be doing. Yeah. You know, the free lunch, the free buck. And, yeah. and so the, the coming around to teaching and focusing on purpose, 
that's something that I personally had a limiting belief on, right? So when I started, I wanted to teach people about credibility. I wanted to teach people about, and there are 10 skills associated with credibility. I didn't want to teach people on purpose. I just thought, God, everyone knows purpose. We know what it is. And, and I started oh, coming around to the, well, we, we don't obviously, but, but I started coming around to the point that as a foundation block, we really do need that thing called purpose that the ability for us to have a compass to guide us. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, so interesting. You're actually calling the purpose specifically. You're calling the purpose, the compass that guides us. Yes. I love it. I think most people think of their compass as their mission. I always or get so confused. Goals. Yeah, I always get so confused with all of those words because people use them all in different ways. So it mm -hmm. comes down to, by the way, one of the first tenets of community is having a common language. That's right. And so, you know, what I'll say is the I don't care what you call it mission, vision, values, goals. Fundamentally, what I want you to think about, what's the customer point of possibilities, the community point of possibilities, is if you, as a, as a common language, if we just call it a CPOP, what it comes down to is that group of people getting together, what is potentially the best thing that can happen when they get together? Mm -hmm. And that would be a good definition of a CPOP in relation to community. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, what would make an effective community? Well, it was really interesting. You, you came to one of our meetings. So we've had a lot of iterative processes. Mm -hmm. You came to one of our meetings and you said, Mitchell, I'm going to talk about the four elements of community. There's five now, by the way. And and so you went through those four elements. I think at the time it was common language. We might have had different names, but mm -hmm. common language, common project, common value, and common purpose. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, Lucas, that's great. You got to focus on community. This is really cool. This is actually what we need. Although I have a community called Credibility Nation, it's not quite a community yet for, for so many different reasons, which some of which we'll unpack here. Yeah. And this, I was so... This conversation that you're talking about, for all of you listeners right now, this is the genesis of the EOC podcast. <laughs> it's always good to have an origin story, and yeah, here is yours. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, the cool part, when you know, love, and trust, or trust, know, and love somebody, is when they say something that's so powerful, you start repeating. So Lucas, I started repeating those four tenets of, of community. And there was somebody who I also partner with, who I absolutely adore. And he goes, Mitchell, it's five. I'm like, okay. He goes, you're missing something. I'm like, okay, you're missing a common heart. Mm. I go, yes, I am. <laughs> Lucas, guess what we're missing? A common heart, right? And yes, we were. And so what's interesting to think about part of being credible is, is sharing your stage or in this case, sharing other people's stages. Um, part of being credible is being coachable and, and just listening. Cause that nugget 
was so right in front. As soon as I said it, you're like, yes, we are, <laughs> right? And and I so what makes a good community? Um, it it is all those four elements. The easiest, of course, is what is a common language. Like when you started talking about mission versus goals, right? But now having five elements associated with with community is a powerful way to to actually judge or guide or blueprint moving forward. And I'm so looking forward to figuring out ways to make it easier because it's not easy today. Mm -hmm. It is not easy today. So um, since it's not live, you have not heard the previous episode yet, Mitchell, um, and you're going to love it when it comes out. But it was a conversation with a guy named Peter Laughter. And one of the things we spent a lot of time talking about, and it was beautiful, was the idea that leadership must be fluid. Now, you and I, we've had that conversation a number of times over the last couple of years. But in particular, Peter brought up the I have a dream speech with Martin Luther King. And apparently, and I've looked this up since, and I probably knew it ahead of time as well. But, but one of the things Peter loved to talk about was that in the moment that Martin Luther King was standing there preparing to give a speech about the bad check that had been written to black people. Authority for leadership in that moment actually shifted from Martin Luther King to Mahania Jackson. And when you listen to the speech, you can actually hear her saying, and Peter talked about this and it was beautiful. You can hear her saying, tell them about the dream, Martin. In the background, there it is. And he recognized in his, um, in his open way, in the way that he was with that group of leaders of which he was one, but not the only one. He recognized that in that instant, leadership for the moment had shifted to Mahania Jackson, and he now was actually carrying out her vision. You know, can I say, I'm going to say... That's what happened, but I'm not sure I'd put those words associated with it. Okay, tell me about that. Right? Well, because what, what doing, when I hear what, you... Tell me what makes an effective leader. Oh, it's exactly what you said. So it's just the words you associated with it are words that when carried forward will have negative connotations to it. And so I just wouldn't put those words on it. What makes an effective leader is someone who sees the potential of the community, someone who sees the, the, the elements that, that live and don't live yet in what they're creating mm -hmm. and recognize that they're not leading by authority. Mm. They're, they're leading because Gus, God, universe, and spirit is going to present all these amazing opportunities. And the most effective leaders are the best listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, what makes you particularly good at what you do when you're in a community is you're an active strategic listener, right? So you're going to listen and you're going to find that story and you're going to tell it in a way that resonates to the people in the room. Now, great leaders, great community leaders know when, when to listen when to follow, when to bring out people in their audience who could make a point for them, whether they make the point as well or not, it's better because somebody else makes it. And so it is a person who recognizes 
that there really are five components associated with community and does their best to bring out all elements of five at different points in time and can see the bigger picture of when it's when it's appropriate to take action or not take action based on that. And so I, by the way, I didn't know that about Martin Luther King and, and I would just do it in a different way. Gus spoke through, through somebody else. Mahania Jackson. And, and Martin Luther King heard mm-hmm. and said, okay, got it, go. And, you know, it, I wouldn't say it was her vision, her dream. It, it was her contribution through Gus to him making something that is more eternal than anyone could have imagined it could be at the time. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when you speak through your heart, which is really the, the, of the five elements, the one that's most relevant for me, when you speak from your heart, you're letting Gus in, you're letting Gus go out and you, the people who are in your community, they see that your purpose is to help them be better. And that to me is, is the piece when, when you know that the common good of the community is upheld for it, listened to and, and driven by the community leader. And it's not driven with, with the whip and chain, but, but driven through, I don't know, um, driven through love. Amazing. I love it. So, uh, an active listener, um, someone who is in touch with the elements of community and in touch with lifting through those elements of community. And, um, and in, in so doing, they're in touch with the purpose of the community and are helping everybody to live into that purpose. That's what you I know, it be. It would be bad for me now that you articulate, it'd be bad for me not to say that they're, they have to be credible. And there are 10 elements of credibility, you know, which essentially means that they are trusted, known and liked or trusted, known and loved. Mm-hmm. Right. And in those 10 elements, you know, they are they are always doing the right thing. Right. So, you know, and, and I if you want, Lucas, I could I could run through the 10, but I don't want to take time if you don't think that's the right. This is the right, right um, platform for that. Yeah. No. All right. So under being trusted, they're authentic. They have external integrity, vulnerability, and they're coachable. Now I want to just put a a pin on the word integrity because under being known, there's also integrity. There's the servant leadership or the desire to serve others, which is really customer point of possibilities or community point of possibilities. It's all about service. Mm-hmm. It's showing the intent and commitment to do the right thing and then having internal integrity. Mm-hmm. So those are two integrities. Let me talk about being liked and then we'll come back to the two integrities. Under being likable. Now, this is really simple. This is very cool. If you want to teach your kids, you want to teach your grandkids, you wanted yourself to be likable, two things. Really simple. Two things. Um, one, share their cred dust share other people's ideas, thoughts, and actions. Don't take credit for it yourself. By the way, we were trained. The manager is supposed to take credit for everything the their people do. No, that's stupid. Share other people. And then second, show respect. Now, I often say show respect to other people by coming early, coming prepared, coming with your heart. 
right? But show respect. All right, let me just go back to the two pieces of integrity. When I was doing the interviews, Lucas, I knew with 100% certainty that this word integrity needed to be there twice. Mm-hmm. And so we put it under the, the pillar of, of being known. We put it under the pillar of being trustworthy. But I didn't actually know why. Mm-hmm. I and it was about it was about 14 months later. I remember calling you afterwards. 14 months later, I had a conversation with a woman by the name of Cheryl Lynn. And Cheryl focuses on joy. And, and we left the conversation with her giving me something that she didn't know if I, she didn't. I don't know if she thought this was important enough, but it made me think about it. And in the morning I woke up and I knew the answer. So here's what she said. She goes, Mitchell, happiness is external. Joy is internal. Hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, I just sort of. I, 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 I sat on that and I woke up in the morning and I go, I understand. With integrity, external integrity is associated with being trustworthy. It's what yeah. you show on the outside. Internal integrity is associated with being known. As I get to know you as a human, do you actually, are you as, do you have the integrity with yourself that you actually tell the world that you have? Mm-hmm. Or do you cheat on your diet, cheat on your spouse, um, cheat on your taxes or whatever it is that you do that causes you to be out of alignment with your integrity because you're doing it for yourself. Say it again. I said, wait a minute. Cheating on your taxes is not out of integrity. Just because other people do it doesn't mean it's right. And the answer is yes, it is. If we've set up a society that has a government and the government's responsibility is to provide services to us as a society. And part of that services is having taxes so they can pay for it. When we cheat on our taxes, we are out of integrity. And, you know, here's the interesting part. Your statement, although um, I don't want to say it's cute, but your statement is commonly accepted in the business space. We need to go out of our way to, and this is what they'll say, figure out how to lower our taxes or cheat on our taxes if we can get away with it. And that is common. That is a cookie cutter marketing approach that's passed along from person to person. Just because somebody tells you you should do that doesn't mean it's right. Hmm. And it's not right. Hmm. Okay. Um, what is uh, What is community engagement? How do you foster that in your community? You know, there are many times I'm still working on that with Credibility Nation. Mm-hmm. So I know a couple things. I know when I, when in the past, I've created many, many communities. And, and a lot of times communities and community engagement works well when you're in the physical world. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're in an online world, it's it works well when people see intrinsic value for them in showing up all the time. Now, when when I look at the community of Credibility Nation, which is now at 400, we have very small amount of engagement. There's it's not a typical to the type of engagement you see in social media. All the stats are the same. Right. It's just in social media, you got hundreds of millions or billions of people on a platform. And so even though the stats are still small in terms of who's actively involved, 
by definition, it's a lot larger because the numbers are bigger. That said, I don't want Credibility Nation to be looked at as a social media platform because it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for most people because that's how they trained not to be thinking about today, Credibility Nation as a social media platform. Mm -hmm. So when you and I are running masterminds, when we run a mastermind, we call it the ACE mastermind and inside the ACE mastermind, while it's running, we truly do a great job of creating community. And those people in the community are very active because they end up having this really strong vested interest in other members of the community. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody posts, we all respond. When somebody needs something, somebody jumps on. The coolest part is when you and I hear of members of the mastermind helping each other because somebody had a question and we weren't even fostering it. It just happened. Right. And so what I'll say to you is, um, I'm still working on what does it mean to have engagement in a world in Credibility Nation where where humans are not sure. Like, this is what my wife says all the time. Mitchell, everyone thinks they're credible, so they're not going to pay to be part of Credibility Nation. <laughs> like, and I know it's, it, but there's some amount of truth to her statement. 100%. Um, we just said that we, everyone thinks it's okay to cheat on their taxes. Which... You know, it, it's cheating. It's, it's externally. If you go and tell the IRS that you'll be arrested internally, if you think it's okay, cause you get away with it. That is the time in which you're looking at the difference between external integrity and internal integrity. Mm-hmm. And the problem is when you're a leader of a community, when you're a leader of a company, if you're demonstrating to your to those people who are part of your community, if you're demonstrating to them that you don't have internal integrity, let's say on cheating on your taxes, well, if you don't have internal integrity, maybe all this other stuff you're saying externally doesn't work anymore. You don't really believe it. And and so credibility is being whole. It's it's being that person that people really trust, know, and respect or trust, know, and love. And, and they follow you because you follow them. They listen to you because you listen to them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting thing and it's different than what we've been taught. Mm-hmm. They listen to you because you listen to them. So um, in order to be a leader, first you must be a follower. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Hmm. I love it. Um, so we were talking in the green room before this about heart. How do you uh, build, manage? How do you how do you grow the heart in your community? I love that question. So I have to think about, and it's a it's for me. It's a way I live. So I think one of the things that we don't talk about in community, and it's not one of the tenants, but it's bundled into almost all five, is mm-hmm. creating a safe place. Yeah. Right? And and maybe that is heart. If I'm going to pick one, it might be and probably could be easily seen as heart. And that is, no matter who's in your community, you can't be wrong. Right? I, I 
and I, I have to say that in, a, in an interesting way, there are things you can't be credible on. Hate is something that's just not tolerable in, in my mind and being a servant leader. So let's, let's say that if you're in a community, you have no hate and you're a servant leader, you can't be wrong. So I'll put a premise in front of that. What, what does it mean when you say you can't be wrong? It means that your opinion, your ideas are fundamental and important to you. And so therefore they are right because that's how you were taught. It doesn't mean that at some point in time, we, we can't help understand that there's a different framework, a different way of being. We, that there's an opportunity for you to transform into somebody different. But the moment, if you're approaching any situation with, without hate and being a servant leader, your opinion's your opinion. And by definition, you have to be, I, right or wrong is not really the right words, but it's what people use, right? And so heart- um, We're, heart, we're changing language here, so. Yeah, I, and, I, and I wanna come up with a better language for that. Valid. And I, we'll, we'll see if, we'll see if, We'll see credible. if that I, credible and dubious is a great set of language, but then people don't know what credibility is. So I, so I want to say, yes, I'd love to use it. And maybe it is the right thing, Lucas. Maybe, maybe it is. Sometimes I doubt some of the things I'm doing because I, there's so many people who, this is what happens to all of us. We know what we need to do. We have the right ideas. And then people keep saying, no, 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 it's something else. Mm -hmm. So you're right. You're right, buddy. Thank you for saying that. It probably is credible and dubious. And and so, uh, you know what it really is? What I've been talking about is being credible. So everyone, I'm going to restate what I said. If you are approaching life with no hate and as a servant leader, you are by definition saying things which are credible because they're credible to you because that's what you were taught. Mm-hmm. When I did my when I did my TEDx, you remember I had a bunch of people I practiced in front of, and you gave me great feedback and ideas. and And my tenth reviewer was a guy by the name of Joe Lau. And what Joe said was, Mitchell, the people who have taught you to be dubious, they're not dubious themselves. That's what they were taught. Mm -hmm. And so you need to forgive. And that was one of my biggest lessons: is is forgiving. And you need to forgive them because if they were taught wrong, that doesn't mean they are wrong. It just means that's what, what they were taught. What a great and so, lesson. Oh my God, it was a beautiful, absolutely beautiful lesson. And so if the people in your community are doing their best to be credible and they do things which you can see as being dubious, now the point is, how do you create a common language? so that everyone could make a distinction between credible and dubious. And with that common language, and it's wrapped around the other elements, with that common language of having a common purpose and a common project, and of course, a common heart. With that language in mind, does the community itself help allow people who are coming in dubious, not, I didn't say bad or wrong, they're coming in dubious and helping them transform into someone who says, oh, wait a second, I should look at this situation differently. And thanks for reminding me, yes, the words are credible and dubious. It's, it is the right, it is the right words. 
And I think one of the components I didn't mention is common value. Mm -hmm. And I think originally when you came up with the four, you were putting value associated potentially. I think it was money at the time, right? Or common profit. And, and I'm going to say value is, I'm going to say a significantly more than, I like it so much more than profit. Because value is when I get in front of somebody, whether I'm a leader or a follower, and they politely tell me that what I said sounded dubious to them and how it may have sounded dubious to them and what I could have said differently or done differently that sounded credible. I so, and they're coming with, at me or with me with a common heart, mm -hmm. I'm going to listen, I'm going to absorb, and I'm going to change. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a value there that I can't even place dollars on, right? It's absolutely beautiful. To me, all of that, when you have a bunch of people in a room who care about each other in such a way to add value and echo those five core components of community, when they're doing it, when you're not in the room, that's when you have a community. Um, <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Uh, so a little bit of a curveball here. What question did I not ask yet that I should have? No, that's that's never a curveball. That's always one of my favorite end of end of uh, end of interview questions. You know, it's really interesting, Lucas. I, I, I don't know if there's a particular question that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. I, the thing that's interesting, the thing that, that we're doing right now is we're doing a dance, right? An interview is a dance. Mm -hmm. And the thing that we're doing in real life is a dance. And, and the dance is how do we add incremental value to the people we come across? Yeah. The thing we're doing in a broader spectrum is, is a dance of, of the, the, we called it the ACE mastermind for, it was really cool, uh, accountability, credibility, and execution. And, and that's a dance. And so maybe the question which I, I answered, but I answered subtly is how do you how do you encourage your community to dance? That's a great question. Yes, that one. And I like to turn that question back to you, Lucas, because I, I sort of answered it in not in all direct words, but I'd like to ask that of you is how do you encourage your community to dance? <laughs> so um, there's a couple of different ways. First, play really good music. <laughs> <laughs> And by that, I mean, create an environment, a background where people feel comfortable playing in the environment that you've created, right? So in, in the terms of a dance, play really good music. In life, um, if, if you want a community to be engaged in the community activities, you have to create an environment where the community chooses engagement freely, openly, and it's easy. It's easy to choose engagement because you create an environment that makes it easy to choose engagement. Second, dance first. Mm. Get out there on the dance floor. Dance like nobody's watching. Dance um, your heart out. When they say cut a rug, well, I mean, really try to cut that rug. Um, all jokes aside, 
be out there so 100% completely committed that that nobody ever questions whether or not there's room for them to do something like what you were doing because you've created so much space that it's easy for them to fit in. If you're the first one on the dance floor, someone else is going to follow. And then someone else, and then someone else. And before you know it, the whole party's there as long as it's good music. And third... What a, oh, so I was going to say, what a nice... I, I know you're going to do things in three. I'm just going to say, what a nice metaphor and analogy to talk about dance versus engagement. Mm, I love it. Um, third, yeah. be engaging and inviting. And this is important. You know, if you want to go out onto a small dance floor in a small party and dance like you're a professional competing, you're going to take up all the space that's out there. And while that's awesome and people might want to join and you might have some really great music, it's not inviting. You're not making space for people to fill in with you. It's an exhibition. And those are cool. I like exhibitions, but also that doesn't make a community. That makes a performance. I think that was a great summary, Lucas. I liked it. Well, thank you. Do you have anything you want to add to that? <laughs> no, I, you know, it's, it's really interesting when we re-listen or re-watch this. There's so many elements as you're speaking that I'm visualizing people who do things well. Mm -hmm. And, and particularly when you're an expert and you can be the person who gets on the dance floor and just really rocks the world, but you don't because you want to make space for your community. That was a very short way of articulating what I said. And I really appreciate that. And I'm still going to go back. I, I like the focus of dance versus engagement. I don't know if it'll stick, but I, I, it, Gus gave it to me and it just popped out. <laughs> and I think it's the right, it's a good way to be thinking about how do you, how do you get the dance cart filled? How do you, how do you encourage people who normally don't dance to want to get up there and dance? And how do you create that safe space? And I think at the end of the day, it's, I do love the five elements that have been articulated, associated with community. And it's, it's powerful as a community. And I, I, I'm going to say community leaders, because I believe it's important to co-create community with at least one or more other people that you're playing with. And those people who are playing as, as, as also community leaders with you, they feel empowered and they set the stage and they're helping and driving. Typically in a social media sense, it's your power users, mm -hmm. right? How do you get, how do you get them to feel like they're part of this too? And that's an element we need to spend time focused on, but this was, this was really, this was a great session so far. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, so for those people who want to be Incredible. So for those who are listening, those who, who realize that they don't want to be like everyone else who already thinks they're credible, but 98% of them can't articulate their purpose. How do they, how do they find you? How do they join this community? How do they show up? You know, I, I'm going to say you can just go to, I'm going to do 
two things. You can go to credibilitynation.com, you know, and what I'm going to say is there's something that you and I are doing, which is absolutely fantastic. Once a quarter, we are running the ultimate credibility bootcamp. And you can just go to ultimate credibility bootcamp.com. And the coolest part, it's, it's two days. And in addition to the tape, by the way, be ready because your world will change. But we have a pre-session and a post-session. The pre-session is to help you articulate your purpose in, in 10 words or less. And the post-session is, okay, we need a little bit more help fine-tuning it. And from there, we do upgrade into the mastermind. So for those who really want to do, have a done-with-you service, that's what we do. But the Ultimate Credibility Bootcamp is one of those things that is absolutely transformational. It's the best way I could say it is when you're done, you are going to be a different person. When you're done, you're going to be speaking language of credibility and people are going to, going to say to you, that's common sense. And the answer is yes. When you have a compass that allows you to execute who you are in the right way and you're delivering common sense to you, it sounds like common sense to others and people want to be involved with who you are and what you do. And that is going to be one of the outcomes that'll come from the ultimate credibility bootcamp. So it's just ultimate credibility bootcamp.com. Or I think the, 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 I created a URL if for those that are interested, it's smaller. Um, aha.pub, aha.pub slash UCB. Uh, or you could just spell out. A lot of syllables, ultimatecredibilitybootcamp.com. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mitchell. Any party thoughts? You're welcome. Oh, it's been fun. Thank you, Lucas. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Elements of Community. Make sure to visit our website, elementsofcommunity.us, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our EOC Inner Circle, where we deep dive with each guest on the inner workings of their community. We cover things like community model, profitability, and engagement strategies. You can join the inner circle at elementsofcommunity.us forward slash inner circle. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.